When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Uh, welcome in. This is kind of a hybrid episode of Mackie and Judd meets Rap with, with Roycey here. It's really not going to be that much different because it's still the four of us hanging out and talking about yet another Vikings win, Pat. We got, by the way, our Victory Monday hoodies available and the <laughs> Mr. Fourth Quarter Comeback hoodies at scorenorth.com slash shop where you can enter the promo code Black Friday and get 15% off all merchandise. Uh, well, that's one way to bounce back from a devastating loss, Patrick. Yes. Were they trailing going into the fourth quarter again? They were. They were. Six what, fourth 20, quarter. 20, 20, they were down by three, yes. Six fourth quarter comebacks. I got a theory. Belichick hates this team. He hates this team. He wouldn't even go on fourth and one. He has. He doesn't care. He knows that this is a team that's got no chance to advance. So he's, you know, he uh, he had to be, you know, his whole thing has been to have defensive players who knew what they were doing, and they had so many screw-ups. It was unbelievable. That said, I'm all on board with the theory that Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver the Vikings have ever had. Wow. wow. Forget wow. the fast guy who was a lunatic. Uh, you know, he could run past you and do things like this, but nobody made catches like this guy makes. Carter, you know, made catches on the sideline, but he was always open. He had his feet, you know, on the sidelines. This guy is better than Randy Moss. Wow. I mean, that it's one thing for us, to, like for Declan and I, to, without mm-hmm. historical it's... context or something, uh, the the very measured Patrick Royce saying it with historical yeah. context is He big. was fantastic again yesterday, man. There's about three more catches. You said, no, really? You know, it was a... Uh... It was uh, amazing, and I think O'Connell had his best game calling plays too uh, mm-hmm. since he's been here. I thought he had those guys running around in circles, and their defense has been pretty good. But also, what's the name of the tackle? Blake Brandle. Yeah, he was good. He was fine. He's fine. No, no big pass rush. So, uh, how many times Kirk get hurt? Hit you think three maybe? Oh, one hit, sack. He got, he got hit a couple of times. He might have got hurt. He hit a couple of other times. But he was he had as much time as a quarterback could ask for against supposedly uh-huh. this fierce pass rush. I, uh-huh. you know. That said, uh, I never want to hear the Viking fans complain about the officials again. They uh, they had some good things had going their way. They they pretty well showed the blatant hold on the uh, kick return, and uh, there was a couple other. Uh, uh, interesting calls that were made. That's for sure. What do you think? 
What do you think he had to say about the guy who hit Thielen? What do you think old Bill told that guy in the locker room? I've never game? seen the Patriots play a stupider game. I mean, it was incredible defensively how stupid they were. And the number of mistakes they made. And he was so disgusted when they let Hawkinson run open for that winning touchdown because uh, the guy, you know, you, you know that the guy had been told, look out for this play. And then he, what, slipped, fell, didn't react. And uh, that was, was that the old, was that the old guy? Was that uh, the guy who's been there back there forever? I don't know. Somebody, uh, what, what's his name? The guy that's played for 15. McCourty? McCourty. Was that McCourty? I don't, rem- I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, they, they were the, uh, <laughs> it, that's, but once again, two weeks ago, greatest win ever. Last week, 40 to 3. The totally unexpected. Two games, totally unexpected. Last night, okay, can they win a 13 to 10 game and it turns into a shootout? How's that, you know? You never know what's going to happen. You always know what's going to happen unless it doesn't. That's what I say. So it makes this league, that's what makes it, it fun because it's not that the games are perfect, they're far from perfect. But you have no idea what's no. going to happen. What's going to? Who's going to show up? And what? How's it going to play? And they gave up 400 yards again, 409 yards, yep. and against this stiff quarterback. <laughs> but yet, then at the end, they uh, they finally got to him, and uh, you know, finally started knocking him around. But why didn't he go on fourth and one? What was that? Why is he punny? Coward. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's coward. Stupid. It was stupid. You're. You haven't stopped them all day, and now you're going to give them the ball back? That was just idiotic. Uh, I think Bill's lost. I think yeah, I think he's quit on this team. He'll be my prediction. This is a what's the name? What do we call that? Write that down. Write that down. Belichick quits at the end of this year. Wow. Write oh, this okay. down. Let's put that on the record. All right. That's a bold take. He becomes, he becomes like an executive or something, yep. but he's done. He's done. He, do you think he'll be sort of forced out by Robert Kraft, or do you oh think it'll be, he'll just be sick no. of it on his own? If he didn't have Belichick, this collection would be 2-15. and 15. They stink. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have any great athletes. But, you know, he loves the live. The, the guys on TV last night were raving about how much he likes Stevenson, right? The running back, and he should. Why don't they give him the ball in fourth and one if he likes him that much? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I told the, Pat, I told these guys on Purple Daily, maybe this is recency bias, but I, I think Kevin O'Connell's done an incredible job this year. Short week against Belichick. He just pushed all the right buttons. Yeah. This is not a historical ranking, but right now in the NFL, if you said today you have six days to prepare for next week's opponent, which five coaches would you take? Boy, I can't and, do that off the top of my head, I'll tell you that. Andy Reid, I would say John Harbaugh still. Nah. Mike Mike overrated. Vrabel. Harbaugh doesn't. Okay. Harbaugh I overrated. He's I, I not won't die prep, on that hill. He's not a prep guy. Mike Vrabel. No. Sean Sean McVay. Even though his team's been awful this year, I would still take Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vrabel's preparation is run between the tackles and play defense. That's he doesn't even drop a play for it. It works sake. though. They they nah, they surprised well, you. Nah, I'm saying Kevin O'Connell's in my five right now. Uh, after last night, maybe I don't know. I never, you know, I'm I'm not a much of a. I'm not. Uh, 
hell I can. I know who isn't in my top five, the guy at Arizona, but uh <laughs> Cliff. Uh, but I, I'd, have, guy, though, so. I'd have an easier time uh, naming. But yeah, he's there's nothing to compare. Last night I thought was his zenith moment of the uh of of the season because because supposedly facing a excellent defense with a with a right tackle who can't play and you end up uh playing quick. And the T V boys made a good point too that he never they went quick on third down to keep Belichick from running. You know, they they like to change like five players on third down and they uh you know they were going quick to uh keep keep the same guys on the field and knew who they were going after and and plus they finally got some use out of that tight end. They finally started using him and you know you were wondering was this a all much ado about nothing before yesterday. So it was a hell of a game. Just uh, you know, it's it's they gave up 400 yards, but they played defense when they had to. So I, I, kind of been kind of been the season. They've mm-hmm. they've been bending a lot and breaking sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, only a couple of times. But now, who's going to beat them? The Jets. The Jets. Got three points against this team, and they just they just went to a quarterback none of us have ever heard of, because Zach Wilson is so rotten. They're not even going to dress him on uh, in their next game, and then then you get to play the NFC. Well, the the Lions, the Lions in Detroit are that is not a a game I would just put a W next. I would not put a W against it either, but. You got to remember that it's the Lions, and when push comes to shove, they can screw up a one-car funeral, and that's probably <laughs> what will. That's probably what will happen. They'll, you know, they'll give a game. They'll be give a game. They'll be in there. They'll probably get four hundred and fifty yards against the Vikings, but they'll they'll get beat. They'll they'll get beat because they're the Lions, and there are there are there are gifts that keeps on giving. They are the greatest gift to any. Minnesota sports team in the since we became a major league town in 1961 the Detroit Lions are the greatest gift for any Minnesota sports team. did you see the end of the Bills Lions game speaking of that yesterday Dan Campbell's no. management of the clock was probably <laughs> the most inexplicable management of clock and this includes watching guys like Zim and Fleck that I've mm-hmm. ever seen yeah, he's like he forgot the clock is ticking down under thirty seconds, and he still has all three timeouts. It's like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so here's what they need to do, Pat. So Dan Campbell does a great job motivating everyone, right, to yes. to to be as as pumped up for the game as possible. And they're fighting the Bills. They've got a lead. Mm-hmm. They need to swap him out for an intellectual with like four <laughs> minutes to go. All right, we're going to bring a nerdy guy in here now, like a Mike McDaniel-looking guy. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. <laughs> yeah, I got to save those babies. Uh, that I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I will give him credit for one thing. Except for one game, even after the five kicks in the crotch that they took, they kept showing up, right? They keep showing up and playing. He gets some play, but next year they're going to say, you know, we listened to all this BS last year and we went five and twelve. The hell with it! I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to be pounding myself in spring in in training camp anymore. It's he's going to have a short shelf life. There's uh, there's no doubt. But anyway, last night's game was uh, 
You know, Kirk made the one bad interception, but after that, he made some great throws, I thought. Mm-hmm. Didn't you? That throw yes. to, uh, that throw to uh, the first throw to Hawkinson for the for the score there was fantastic. That that was a great throw. Was it, did he score an out on or got him right down in there close or something? Well, he had the, 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 the touchdown pass to Hawkinson was like, Kirk was like fading back from pressure and just kind of mm-hmm. threw a little. I was, the one he threw to the right earlier in the game, not the, not the touchdown. That's not touchdown, yeah. The, the, the one they threw, but yep. got him. It was a big play and got him down in there close. And uh, that was a hell of a throw, I thought. He made some uh, great throws after, but he had to be shocked that the time he had, right? He had to go into that game. I got to look out for number nine, and these guys are going to be coming at me. And he, you know, he had he had plenty of time. So, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I wonder how the uh, I wonder how the dangerous streets of Minneapolis were after that game last night. What time did that crowd go rolling out of there? About eleven. Probably close to eleven. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. Two thirds of them drunk. Oh man! Oh god! Yeah. Fun downtown. Did some of the bars stay open for him? I hope. I hope Tom's I watch bar was open down there on Sixth and Hennepin, so it could get some business. Yeah, sometimes those, those those nicer restaurants will stay open going into Black Friday. No, there's people people wandering right. around getting the Target specials and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a happy crowd that hit the streets. I don't think they were worried about being in downtown Minneapolis. I think they were ready to party. Yeah. Uh, Pat, we have a few minutes left, and we need to get to a Turkey of the Year post game show here with you. And okay. uh, and this Turkey of the Year recap presented by our friends over at uh, Federated. Federated okay. Insurance been around for over a hundred years. They're based in Owatonna. Uh, they're one of us, so to speak. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. You can find out more information about the industries Federated protects uh, at FederatedInsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. We try to guess the turkey every year, mm-hmm. and we feel like idiots for not bringing up. Herschel Walker in the discussion, former Minnesota running back turned politician. I was leaning very strongly to Herschel on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I heard him talking about what's really important is the erection. And I thought that uh, he's not wrong. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. But I got some great responses. Uh, Last last night, I, I tweeted out. How did the chairman not have Greg Joseph on his list of turkeys when he yeah. missed another extra point? And somebody tweeted back. He says, if it was a Republic, maybe he's a Democrat. I saw yeah. those replies. <laughs> I saw those replies. If he's a Republican, you would have. Matt Burke <laughs> is on there, on there because he's a sanctimonious jackass. Okay, that's why I put him in there. He's be, he's gone from my favorite quote to a jerk, and Herschel Walker, Democrat Republican, is the dumbest human being in America, <laughs> and that's why he's the Turkey of the Year. I don't hate all Republicans. I don't understand them, but I don't hate them. They're you know the fact that they're all cheap money grubbers. That's <laughs> you know that's fine. I don't care. You can save all your money and not worry. You can be very upset if you don't get to keep it all, but uh, you know, it Herschel earned it by being one of the stupidest human beings in the history of mankind. And how would Herschel not want it though? That's the incredible thing. What? How how, how, they, he, 
how he didn't win, win it circa 1991. I don't know why. I can't have to go back and look because I named it after him for yes. about four years. I called it Herschel the Turkey. Yes, the Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> but he never was, actually won it. Yeah. The first couple of times I talked to him and then he stopped, started playing and he couldn't change his, you know, he's running a straight line. I started ripping him early, but uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. He's how long was he here? Three years. Did three parts of three yeah, years. They traded right? for him in 89. I think he was gone by, was it 92? Yeah. God almighty. It's unbelievable. It's a, uh, you know, Herschel. I always say, Oh, to get politically there, Donald Trump is the only man who could have lost to Joe Biden. And Herschel Walker is the only guy they could have nominated not to win the Senate seat in Georgia because he's a moron. And uh, that's that's why he's on the list. <laughs> you know, that's why he won the prize because of his sports connections here, obviously, too. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm not it. I'm not ashamed to have given it to a sports figure, but if you look at the 400 comments, and I didn't go through all of them, but I, I took a sampling, uh, it's, you shouldn't get political. You know? well, Maybe Herschel Walker shouldn't have gotten political. Everything in the world <laughs> is political. So anyway, yeah. yeah, it was fun, though. It was, it was good. Rudy Gobert making a making a late charge to the table there. Yeah, I actually thought you might go bat more Bally's heavy in there. He had his, I said Cheryl uh, Reeve. He had his uh, best game. He had his best game uh, uh, that night, right? The other night he had. Yeah, he was great. Did and D'Lo had a decent game, too. But are they figuring it out? Well, they've won five in a row. That Pacers team is no joke. No, and they, they yeah. blew the doors off the Pacers for the most yeah. part. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Finchie's smarter than we thought. Starting to click a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they did it without their best player. Jordan McLaughlin was out against the Pacers. That's yes, right. And I guess that's why they got Austin Rivers, though, that he's kind of a guy that's harmless, right? He can yeah, sit on the bench for eight games and then put him in, and he's not helpless. He can pass the ball to the guy next to, next to him and stuff like that. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, Vikings. I don't – it was quite a bounce back from that hum, humiliation. And now, now we're back to thinking 14-3, and three, right? Well, what are the other? What's where's the second lot? Let's say they lose one of the six, just you know, by happenstance. Mm-hmm. Let's say yeah. they lose at Detroit or home against the Giants or something. Uh, these aren't all pushover games, but they're going to be favored against the Jets. I haven't seen an early mm-hmm. line on that. They're going to be favored at Detroit. They should be favored at home against the Colts. The Giants kind of depends, and then those road games against the Packers and the Bears are kind of weird to predict because <laughs> the it all depends on. That game at Chicago, you could lose. You've lost yeah, it before. Yeah, if you've already locked up your second right. seed. Or the whatever. Green Bay game, I mean, unless they come, there's <laughs> half a chance Justin Fields is starting that game, right? In Chicago, Jordan, mean, Love? Jordan Love. Um, yeah, what did Jordan I say? Love. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Fields is for sure starting for Chicago. Rogers, Rogers telling <laughs> the Make-A-Wish kid last week, leaking it to him that his thumb is broken, and then the Make-A-Wish kid Basically telling the, the world is one of the great Rogers plants of all time. Oh yes. Hey but kid, I've been playing the, with a broken thumb. Tell the media. One of the one of the modern phenomenons of, of of the media is, you know, you can leak it to anybody now and it'll be out there, right? Any this is any. like a curb though. 
Like he gives it to a make a wish kid. He's supposed to be spending a day with to make feel great about his life, and yeah. then tell and then clearly tells the kid, make sure this gets out. <laughs> yeah, he's a manipulative guy. I, I checked with Domovsky, him and uh, Blue of Earth or whatever her name is, Splitsky. Oh, they're done. Yeah, yeah. I heard he he said he's the rumor out out there is there's Splitsky already. You know he's. He probably, uh, I, I said to Damaski, he probably would have rather kept Devontae Adams than Blue of Earth or whatever the hell her name was. Is it possible that Blue of Earth caught wind of, wait, you, you want me to live in Green Bay for the next five months? <laughs> yes, um, they yeah. have, what is Ayahuasca or whatever the hell it is. Was it? Do they have that up there? Do they grow it in Green Bay? I'm, I'm not. I'm sure they do somewhere. I'm. uh, It's on an old, you know, bush light can. They just, they just kind of just sits there and and festers in. Did you guys do a Thanksgiving night show last night? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we were rocking and rolling on Vikings. Big business, I'll bet. Big business. It was the. I think it was the second most people we've had this season. Uh, consuming a live edition of Ventline. Yeah. My theory that uh, defeat is better than victory is starting to be shattered here. That, uh, you, that, that for for hits on the social media and everything else, that abject, humiliating defeat is better than uh, than victory is not true. With this, this team. is where Positive Pat can really extend yes. the the career yes. here. I forgot about Positive Pat. Hey, did uh, Dallas? Uh, did, how did the forty to three game do on Ventline? Uh, uh, the forty to three game was one of like the three when they it was one of the three least consumed, but it still did very well. But, but, but where, business but, is good so for Ventline this season. But so now humiliating defeat is not doing as good as victory. That's a that's a new fan base. Here. But what happens sometimes is if if they get beat and the game is over at halftime, people just kind of go about their lives right. for the rest of the day. It's the close down to the wire agonizing defeat like the Halloween game last year against the Cowboys where they have a chance to win it at the end, but they lose to a backup quarterback and people are pissed when the clock that's, hits zero. That's what you need them. You need them. You need to have victory snatched away. Then, uh, then, yeah. people, then people will respond. So. <laughs> hey, Kirk, got to give him a new contract, baby. How many years he got left? Well, he's got 23 and, and then, it's basically done. So he's going to be in the top four in uh, MVP voting. Top three or four, don't you think? He's like eighth in the odds right now. But if he keeps, if he racks up like two more fourth quarter comebacks, mm-hmm. I mean, six in one season is already Where's a ridiculous. Though, you guys, I, yeah. like you yeah, can't ignore should. this. He should be yeah. higher than Kirk, than Kirk. Yes. yes, he should be. He should be. put them both but, in the top three. Patrick God, Mahomes, he, number one. God, was he good last night? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. Damn, he's good. That's a, so what he can go in when they start to negotiate and say, he's one of those write down a number guys, right? Yeah. You will walk him in and say, what's the number? Whatever the number is, okay. We've already signed the contract ourselves. <laughs> yes, All you have to do is it. fill in the fill number in and the sign number. it. Remember now, the bigger the number, the less help you're going to have. I was going to say, and then you start to to call guys in and say, your cut, your cut, and your cut. (laughs) Thanks for your service, but we just signed (laughs) Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin, on your way out, could you go grab Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins, actually? Could you find a guy that's going to get 80 or 100 up front? Over, what's he going to sign? Like a three or four year guarantee deal? But but, but he's going to get the big right now money. 
right? Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's oh, I like think. the signing, big signing yeah. bonus. Yeah, yeah he's going to get a hundred, uh, hundred million uh, to sign it, and then whatever's the rest mm. of the time. Yeah, I think it's unbelievable. God, is he good? Back up the Brinks truck, unbelievable. Gladly. All right, hey, Pat. have a good weekend there, fellas. You I too. Go Enjoy to your Black hey, Friday. You know the hockey game tonight to see to stay to see the Goon Jets. Ryan Reeves, of course I am. I'll be there. It's the Maple Leafs. I'm original going six. Over to see the okay. Will he beat up Austin Matthews in game one? That'd be great. First game ever. That'd you know, great. Goon is such a strong, nasty word. Can't we just call him an enforcer? You know, doesn't Levinsky, wasn't Levinsky's picture of Reeves yeah. punting a uh, punching Felino? Yes, and I think the the last—that's the last time he played. He'd been scratched eight out of nine. And I think the request was made for for him to erase that from his Instagram now that they're teammates. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) All right, all right, gents. All All right, see you, Pat. Mister Puck. All right, Royce hanging out with us on this Black Friday, presented in part by our friends at uh, St. Thomas University. So. We've got some, uh, I'm looking at the schedule right now, coming up here. We've got the hockey team at home against Lake Superior. Can I help you, Judd? What'd you no, say? No, I said we're good. St. Thomas is good. Football, they're good. Bad men's basketball, they're good. Yes. Um, so hockey against Lake Superior this weekend. And then, so that's a, a 645 pregame on 1500 ESPN tonight on this Friday. 7 o'clock puck drop and then 6 o'clock puck drop tomorrow. Plus, the basketball team plays at Utah at 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow on 1500 ESPN. The next home game is against North Central on Tuesday. Tickets available at TommySports.com. TommySports.com. And uh, 1500 ESPN is your official home for St. Thomas football, basketball, and hockey. Division One, gentlemen. Uh, okay. Let's keep it rolling here on this Black Friday. Mackie and Judd. Time for some statements, boys. We usually do this on Monday, but it's uh, it's become kind of a day after Vikings game staple. So, Judd, if you would uh, if you would care to do the honors here with the first breakfast ball off the tee, what is your first Vikings related statement? Um, let's stick with the the guy that Patrick Royce, who by the way has seen the Vikings since they came into the league in 1961, just called the best receiver in the history of the franchise. My statement is this, and I think it's important because it's become very clear that, that it's true. And we talked about this quite a bit last year, and we were sort of like, oh, no, you don't understand football. Justin Jefferson is never covered. Justin Jefferson is never covered. Um, it was maddening last year when the filmsies would all on Twitter on Monday say, oh, well. so, so-and-so went too high. Too high means no, J.J. There's two safeties back yeah. there. What are they supposed to do? And, and and it's like, okay, I love that you watch the film and you get your hand on, on the coach's film, and now you're an expert. Uh, but the reality is he's never covered. And, I mean, we saw that again last night, and it is incredible. And I love the fact that KOC has turned Kirk loose to say, no, Kirk, he's never really covered. And and that there are times that they go away f- uh, from him, and it can get a little bit distressing. But like last night, Justin Jefferson made another at least two catches that we're, we're now like, well, of course he caught the ball. But a year ago, we, we would have said, you couldn't throw on that ball. Look at the coverage. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson is never truly covered. And when it matters most, 
he is not just your first option. He's your first five options. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's. I, I love seeing the epiphany from Cousins here too, in that he just he continues to just hunt for Jefferson. There's been a couple weird games where, like last week, he was only targeted five times, uh, but for the most part, he's been one of the three most targeted receivers in the league, just as he should be. And and Cousins is Cousins is also kind of realizing some of the passes that you thought were dangerous before are still they're kind of dangerous. But they aren't really 50-50 balls. They're like 80-20 balls. Mm-hmm. It might be a 50-50 ball if you're throwing it to K.J. Osborne. If you're throwing it to Justin Jefferson, it's 85-15, 87-13. It's not, not actually 50-50. Um, my first statement is – actually, I hit the wrong sounder. we got to make it official here. There you go. That's the official statement sounder. The Dallas Cowboys game has been rendered irrelevant. You got your ass kicked. It was supposed to be a predictive game of, oh, now the Vikings were finally corrected in their uh, in their flawed process to this point, and now they're gonna now they're gonna get beat, and the wheels are gonna come off. And you immediately put that to bed four days later by beating a a very good. People make fun of the Patriots, but that's a that's a good team. Their offense sputters at times, but that's the best scoring defense in the NFL. Very well coached, short short preparation week against the greatest coach of all time. Yep. So to come back and win that game in any form, but to do it putting up yards and points, and Cousins has maybe his best or second best game of the year, it's so much easier to look back at the Dallas game now and say, well, bleep happens. You're coming off a huge emotional win over the Bills. If you were to have lost that game last night, now you're looking and saying, okay, so they were course corrected by the Cowboys, but now they lost to New England. Now everything is just like maybe they are a 500 team that got lucky and it's readjusting. Well, they've already they're already solidified as above 500 with their ninth win with six more games left. So I just you know the Dallas game doesn't really matter anymore. It's almost like uh, old Dex Sweet should I tell you that on, on on Monday that that this game sometimes you just get your ass kicked, you get a little ass kicking. And you just mm-hmm. put it away, like Judd said. You put that, you put that turd in the closet, and hopefully it's now gone. Hopefully I flushed it's, it eventually. It's flushed. I you decided don't, the closet. You don't put, don't put it in the, in the closet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I got a lot I of stuff it. behind me now, though, so I don't know. There could be something in here. Christmas it lingers, but up. it's not going to define you. <laughs> don't true. put turds in the closet, closet. Yeah. kids. Uh, my first statement after that win is Kevin O'Connell coached circles around Bill Belichick, so. Obviously, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. And Kevin O'Connell, who had spent some time with Bill, obviously, as a player when the Patriots drafted him, uh, has come in here and has the Vikings clicking on all cylinders, right? He's got this offense uh, humming to where it's supposed to be. He's kind of made Kirko change uh, out of nothing. And the Vikings are finding ways to win. And yesterday, even when the Patriots look like, oh, boy, you know, Mac Jones is having a day. He's going up and down the field with ease. The Vikings are now trailing after a great scripted drive. They're battling back. They're clawing back. And Kevin O'Connell didn't bat an eye, didn't freak out, didn't go into a little panic mode. Oh, my God, what am I going to do now that I'm down to the greatest coach of all time? He stuck to his game plan. He was able to execute game-winning drives. This is exactly why the Vikings hired Kevin O'Connell, because he knew he was the right guy for this job. He wasn't just some dude on Sean McVay's staff. This guy is ready to lead football teams deep into the promised land, man. And he coached circles around Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. You know, I have sort of a human observation about this, too. Some coaches, 
when they're that young, just in general, look very nervous or uptight or kind of clench their teeth on the sidelines. And then when you're going up against Belichick, it does seem like Brad Childress was kind of like this. There's a major teeth clenching, Mm -hmm. overthinking. Kevin O'Connell just looks so comfortable being Kevin O'Connell. He does. He's not trying to be someone else. He's not trying to be Sean McVay. He's not trying to be Bill Belichick. He's taking things from the different stops in his career, and he's just stacking those things on top of who he is as a coach and a person. He's he's just like really comfortable in his own skin, and I think it it kind of the team kind of feeds off of that. It's an absolute shame that he didn't have more ability as a quarterback because he's wired like a great quarterback. He is. He just wasn't that good. Like if, yeah, he's he's got that demeanor. He's got the he's got the quarterback, the Tom Brady kind of. He's got the arrogant, cocky, but you like him sort of thing too going for him. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, he's cocky. There's By no like one you know. Um, what's that? Be me. I, I was just making a me. Right oh no, 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 was, no, 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 no! You and Kevin O'Connell have very what, you little. Just, what, you just like made this about you? I did. I what, did. You're I was, very I, little. You said, in you said quiet confidence, but also you kind of like and gravitate towards him. That's all I was saying. I was, you've really gone off the rails. Today, An espresso is really kicked in after I, the early start today. You, it's just, you didn't uh, get enough sleep. Ready to go. Yeah, I, I seven didn't hours sleep all night, and you didn't get enough sleep. And then, yeah, I took an espresso. I'm just, I'm, I'm bouncing off the wall. Did you just now. compare yourself to like a cool NFL football coach? I did, I did, I did, I very much did. <laughs> Happy Black That's Friday, Declan Goff, everyone, yeah. right there. Yes. Oh. Uh, all right, Judd, back to you here. Statements. All right. Um. Lots of positives. Big win, not nine and two, but Sports Dad has to bring in a statement that is a reality, which is the Vikings defense is an impediment in getting to the before I die mission. Um, they can win games. They've proven it. The bend but don't break thing is sort of a cute like catchphrase of I'm really, really concerned, but they won. Um yeah. but when it comes but the mission is before I die a Super Bowl championship. And the reality is that that the playoffs turn into a different animal completely, um, and the defense. I don't, I don't see the chops there. I don't see the chops to make a playoff run. Could they win a playoff game? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but you're going to get at some point in time into a game where the defense can't give up 400 yards or 350, and you really need them to be stout, and you really need them to be great. And if anything. I'm concerned because of Darius Smith's knee being a problem now that it's going backwards. And I understand that guys are hurt, but just as a whole, I don't know if it's Ed Donichel. I don't know if it's the players they're trying to fit into the scheme that are more four, three guys. I, you know, it's probably a mixture of things, but the before I die mission is going to be made very tough because this defense, I think, is going to have a very hard time in the playoffs not breaking. Yeah, it is. Um, well, the the PFF grades just came out right now during this this episode. I'm going nice. to give you a couple interesting nuggets. Nice. So, Zadarius Smith still found a way to uh, to tally five pressures in that game, leading all Vikings players. Hmm. He came off the field for eight snaps, so he was he was he definitely not a hundred percent. Uh, but he did play 47 of the 55 possible snaps. Jordan Hicks was brutal again in coverage. Five targets, five catches yeah. for an average of 20 yards per reception. He was oh. pretty good in the tackling in the run game. But 
I was joking with you guys last night. If there was a logo for the 2022 Vikings defense, it would be like a silhouette of Jordan Hicks trailing five steps behind a running back in coverage, <laughs> trying to catch trying to catch Pollard down the sidelines or or whatever. Yeah, it is. Um, it's problematic when you give up that many yards to Mac Jones. And as we wake up here this morning on this Black Friday, the Vikings are now the second worst defense in the NFL yards per play allowed. 6.1 yards per play allowed on defense. The only defense that has given up more yards per play is the Detroit Lions so far this year. So that's, (laughs) I think you can kind of get away with giving up some yards within reason, but the levy has broken, and they need to find a way to fix it. And I don't know. It, it just feels like they're a step slow, too. The middle of the field is just wide open all the time. And I'm probably oversimplifying this, but the middle of the field also includes three guys that are well past their prime yeah. by a year or two. Harrison Smith, yeah. Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks has shown some some bright spots. But they just I don't know if they have enough speed to cover the middle of the field, or is it more of a schematic problem? That's what, yeah. Somebody smarter than me would have to sort of dissect personnel versus scheme and how it's impacting just the middle of the field being wide open on a regular basis. But, yep. yeah, it's it's not a process that would – you can you don't have to be the number one defense in the NFL to make a playoff run if your offense clicks, but you can't be second worst in yards per play allowed. Yeah, and the, the return ho- hopefully soon of uh, Dantzler and Tomlinson will help but I don't know what fixes that problem. Yes. Um, yeah, Tomlinson is probably the more, like, underrated. Yeah. Gotta get him and that's just one of those, like, oh, Tomlinson's going to be out. Okay, well. No, it's big. He's very, very good. The Patriots, yeah. here's what I don't get. The pa- the New England Patriots, Matt Patricia, what an idiot, okay? They ran against the defense without Tomlinson, and the Dallas had just gashed. And by the way, the Patriots early in this game did the same thing. They ran a total of 13 times for 45 yards. Yeah. Why would you not run more? Well, I mean, Mac Jones was having an unbelievable day, and then they accumulated like 400 total yards of offense. But it was but like on fourth and one, you could go for it. Just run up the middle. Yeah. The A-gap is there. Yeah. Oh. The A-gap. They I'll play the wide nine. I hate the wide yeah. nine. Uh, okay, next statement here. So I'll preface it by saying Kirk Cousins coming into the game when pressured, 34th in completion percentage, 25th in passer rating, 19th in PFF grade, 17th in yards per attempt. So depending on which of those metrics you want to blend together, uh, bottom third of the league as a quarterback when pressured. When he's clean, he's incredible, right? So that was coming into the game. And, of course, the Patriots had one of the best pressure defenses. No Christian Derrissaw. Lot, a lot of... Room for a potential disaster there. Well, last night, and here's my statement, Kirk Cousins was excellent, largely under pressure. So he was pressured a lot less than in the Dallas game, but still pressured on like, it says 39% of dropbacks. I'm actually a little, that seems a little high to me. So they might be classifying, it, it felt like the pressure, if there was pressure at that rate, that it was maybe more mild pressure than the Dallas game. Um, but he was 13 of 14 when pressured. So that's a 93% completion rate for 168 yards, 12 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, the one interception they did classify as a pressure. But I don't know, man. 
it was a little bit of interior pressure, and the guy kind of fell down in front of his feet. So it didn't necessarily have to impact the play, but That's so it, it did crazy. qualify as a pressure. Yeah. Uh, and he had a 91 PFF grade out of 100 when pressured. This was one of his best games as a Viking when pressured. And it's primetime Kirk. PTK. PTK scares me. Thanksgiving Kirk, baby. Yeah, but I mean, that he was, yeah. He, you know what? He is among a laundry list of guys from that, that game who had really impressive bounce backs. And that's a credit, in my opinion, to to O'Connell. O'Connell instilled a confidence, rightfully so, that four days after you lost badly, you could come back and, and to your point, Phil, from earlier, wipe it away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that that was the very essence, right? Primetime game four days after you just got destroyed where Kirk is, like, in Kirk's head the whole week. Oh, my God, I got to do better. I got to do better. And he doesn't. Um, and so, yeah, the, the shift in the psychology of th- this team would be really interesting to get into because it's not been just, okay, yeah, they've, they've shifted. It's been massive. Yeah. Like that, that's where the whole culture thing becomes important. As much as Patrick Royce, hates the word. The, well, the he's discuss- wrong, but, but he, you always bring up Royce when you talk about culture. Every he's, time I, he's wrong. Yeah. But the point is, he says every time I hate culture. Culture, but culture culture can be used way too much. Culture can be way because it's a catch. Totally disagree. It's As a, a guy that once said it fifty times on a radio show and got yeah, scolded by our old program director. That was not a good idea. You said it too much. Culture but, culture sets everything. You can't. I don't know how it can possibly be like an overblown new age thing because it's when you're not seeing it play true. out in front of your eyes this season. Right, the no, difference but, the culture can make, but it's a cliche at times that gets used when when it's like, okay, let's wait and see, because you should save it for situations like this when it's real. Like there has been a seismic shift here. Yeah, and, the, and the, the, I think the number one reason for the shift is the culture that Kevin O'Connell has yep, done a great instilled. Um, you've instilled a weight loss culture in your home. I have indeed down 40 pounds, uh, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And, yes, I said weight control. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It is a lifestyle change, and it's a lifestyle change. You know what? That's not that hard. And here's the best part. The folks at Livia then help you keep the weight off, and that's the most important thing. And right now, so the day after Thanksgiving, and you're saying to yourself, come Monday, I'm going to make some changes. Don't wait until January 1st. Do it now, and you will save 50%, it's their best offer of the year, 50% savings to join now and get ahead of the game, get ahead of your friends, get ahead of everybody in the weight loss journey, 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, livia.com. Guys, if you get with the program now, you can drop that that weight come January 1st when everyone else is like, I'm going to the health club. You're going to say, I'm already down, like, let's say, 15 to 20 pounds, Livia.com. Oh, yeah. Get out in front of those those uh, slappies who just Change pile in in January. Yes. Change your weight uh, loss culture. It's too late to stock your liquor cabinet for Thanksgiving, obviously, but the holiday season is prime right now. Lake Ridge Liquors is the new official liquor store out in Vadness Heights. 
of Mackie and Judd. Dex. That's right. It's right off 694 in Rice Street here in the North Metro, and they have uh, they have a bunch of different varieties. They have their Surleys. They have plenty of Surleys in stock, so Judd's a big fan there. There's a lot of wine in stock, like for old Macadac, like sip on a little bit of glasses of red wine. There is a whiskey wall. Yeah, a wall oh. of whiskey that is 40 oh. foot long. It's whiskey oh. season for oh. me right now, okay? <laughs> Dex Sweet likes his tequila in the summer. He likes his whiskey in the winter, okay? So I, I can go out there and check out that enormous wall. Uh, also, when you when you go there and you're checking out, they have a rewards program because, you know, if you keep going to the liquor store, they'll actually cash you some rewards. When you mention SCORE, S-K-O-R, they will comp you $5 on your next visit to Lake Ridge Liquors. Go check them out. They're off 694 in Rice Street. Shout out to Lake Ridge Liquors for sponsoring programming on SCORE North. Love it. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, I think that was me. So let's go back over to Declan here. Yep. Statements. All right, so my next statement is TJ Hawkinson is the best weapon in this Vikings offense, not named Justin Jefferson. Okay. So, yeah, I was waiting for you guys to clap back a little bit there. But I mentioned yesterday that this was a team record. This is actually an NFL record. So TJ Hawkinson has caught 26 passes since joining the Vikings. That is the most by a tight end through their first four games in NFL history. Wow. Not Vikings history, not a franchise record. That is the most by a tight end in their first four games with an NFL team in NFL history. So TJ Hawkinson, who was targeted a ton too in the, in the Cowboys loss um, has given the Vikings a little extra big time weapon here. And and he's not necessarily stretching the field. He's just finding ways to get open. He's obviously going to always be a a big time threat in the red zone. And now he has, in my opinion, just four games of watching him. He is a bigger weapon than Adam Thielen. He's obviously a bigger weapon than KJ Osborne. And I know Dalvin cook has maybe lost a step, I still think this guy right here in just four games is the second best weapon in this offense. He's the best weapon not named Justin Jefferson. He's already fourth on the team in catches. Yeah, he's <laughs> played four games. Exactly, yeah, he has, he has he yak. I love that. He's a he's a pretty good yak tight end for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, he so on the season here, if you if you count the games he played with the Lions, he's up to fifty two catches for almost six hundred yards. So he's knocking on the door. He's already he's actually already surpassed his yardage total from 2021, uh, although he only played 12 games. So he is now, as far as his full 16-game personal record, he's 15 catches away from matching it, and he's like 135 or 40 yards away from matching that. So he's essentially going to blow away all of his previous numbers, and he might might have a chance to flirt. If he has a, a big 100-yard game at some point, he may flirt with a 1,000-yard season. So the Hawk, the state of Hawk. Judd? My next statement is very simple. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until he costs you a playoff game. While the defense is, like, we can debate that. There, there are some big concerns there. But we can debate, can they be fixed in progress? Can they be fixed? I don't know that the answer is yes. I do know this. There's only one man who's missing PATs and 50-plus yard field goal attempts. And when it comes to Greg Joseph, I think to say, well, who else are you going to find is a lazy statement. Because you know wow. what? You're calling I'm You're calling, calling our calling executive producer. I'm calling him out. I'm calling everybody out. A lazy out. statement guy. It's a lazy, it, no, but it's a lazy thought process. Because you know what? There's no Call scheme. His ass out. There's no scheme problem there. There's no problem with scheme there. There is a fundamental problem. Five PATs missed, 
And 50-yard field goals being a damn near impossibility for a guy who, by the way, hit from 60 in training camp. It's largely, I think, in some ways, psychological, at least on the point after attempts. Um, You've got to be proactive here. Like, I appreciate sticking with players. I appreciate empowering players. I get that. And that's a great idea to, again, help set a culture. But don't get to a playoff game when this roster, you know, which has been overachieved as far as what we expected on wins, right? Don't get to a playoff game and have him cost you that and then be like, well, we had to rely on him. You've got to be proactive. Even if you don't find the solution, take steps to at least try and address it. So you would cut him now? I would bring in guys for workouts right now for sure. I I mean, Phil, to to your point from uh, PD, you've got, what, nine, ten days now? You've got a mini-buy. This needs to be addressed in some way, shape, or form, at least as a look-see of what you can do. This He is going to cost you a playoff game. This is Minnesota. Like, if O'Connell and Quazy need me to drive to Egan and explain to them the history of kickers in this town and the, and the fate that they're tempting. And the other thing about this is, I don't know how far this team can go, But this season has that sort of weird vibe of, you know, you can't be assured of this of this type of year next year for sure. Like to me, this is not a oh, you next five years are great. You you've got to you've got to max in now. You gotta maximize everything you possibly can. And, you know, I would love to say, well, and here's what you could do to fix the defense. But there's a lot of problems. It's leaking. Uh, Kicking-wise, I can't in good conscience sit there and watch this guy miss five PATs and not be able to hit a 50-plus-yard field goal and just say, ah, let's let it ride. You've got to be more proactive than that. Do something at least to address it. And if nothing works, okay, at least you tried something. Okay, before Declan defends his honor here, um, I, I just looked this up. So in terms of combined extra points and 50 plus yard field goals missed. If you just take extra points and 50 yard field goals, who's missed the most? Brandon McManus, Young Ho Koo and Cade York have missed 5 combined each of them. Yep. Jason Sanders, the Miami kicker has missed 6 extra points and 50 yarders. Greg Joseph blowing away the field has 10 missed extra points and 50 plus yarders. Almost double the next guy. Yep. So it is a it is a real thing. Okay, your thought process has been called out by Judd Declan. Mm-hmm. Well, they still trust him to kick field goals, and he made two big field goals for him yesterday. They did. They 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 could have kept the offense on on fourth down. They ended up still end up trusting him to kick a couple field goals. He nailed those field goals. I just if it's a mental thing, then you can fix that. You can fix that between now and the next ten days. If you want to bring in someone else. Okay, and, and maybe that pushes him also to be better mentally and physically too. I'm just I'm not going to bail on the kicker, and I, I I don't know what kicker is sitting on his butt right now that is automatically just better than Greg Joseph. I don't got to find out. Is. But you they, they but it's their job to find out. I'm not saying that they have to make the move. I'm saying they have to explore it. Uh, he is fifth. He is 15 of 15 under 50 yards. More than half of those are 20 to 29 yarders. So that is a he actually has the most chip shot under 30 yard field goals, which is more of a detriment, I think, to the Vikings offense. Like, why are you kicking 20 to 29 yard field goals? Just cash in 
when you're in the red zone. So, all right, well, we'll see. We will see. This would be the week to work someone out. Give give people a couple days over the weekend, but bring in a kicker on like Monday. I would wait till Greg is in the building to work out kickers. I want him to walk through the practice facility and see four kickers kicking to replace him. I'm not trying give to be a jerk little, to, little to him, but I I can't do this. I can't subject. No, I think you echo like ninety percent of Vikings fans here that are just ready to be to be done with him. Well, and and the devastation. So our problem is this as sports. Therapist, the devastation that we're going to have to deal with if this bozo misses a field goal bozo. to lose a playoff game. Do you know the billing that we are going to potentially have to do for sports therapy if another kicker sabotages <laughs> well, good this for team? Business. It's good. That's be good for yeah. us, right? I mean, but I don't want to have to do that. I want Vikings fans to be happy. I, I want to wave the flag. I no, I feel it. you. I feel you. He was, I think the hope would be. This was a guy that was seven of nine from fifty plus yards last year. Yeah. So, uh, but extra points missed were a thing too. He has now missed nine extra points since the beginning of the two thousand twenty one season. So, yeah. it's definitely a a thing. All right. Uh, any final statements from you guys on this Victory Friday? We exhausted uh, a lot just, of stuff here. Yeah. One, one more for me. I give me more wide receiver passes, baby. God, I love me a wide receiver pass. I love the, yeah, the Jefferson hit to Thielen was awesome. And, and Judd has been hinting at that that guy has a cannon of an arm and a really wow. good accurate arm, too. Um, I love that play call. I thought that was great. Give me more wide receiver passes. Love it. He's what two, happen- for two, two for two this season. What would have happened if Justin Jefferson, as a young man, as a, as a child, had been put at QB? Um, I, I don't think he would be as good at QB as he is at wide receiver. Yeah. Why would no. you, uh, why would you, I'm just, you saying that he would, no, you might be right. I'm just, I'm just saying if he had been, guy. if he had been trained as a quarterback, I love, I mean, his arm, I love his arm. I think your internet gremlins picked the right time to, yeah, they, did. they said, they no, we're not, this is a, you what jumped happened? the shark with this Justin Jefferson. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying he could have been, he's got a great well, arm. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to wrap the show Perfect. now. Not because of Judd's take, but because his audio and video are now about three, second, three seconds off, like a like a Bruce Lee yeah. movie from the 70s or something. Just a all right. Internet is drunk. Oh. We're about to go get drunk on a Black Friday, uh, thanks to <laughs> our friends who sponsor the show. Uh, also, um, let's throw one more shout-out to Underdog, too, here. Some fun, some fun tickets over the the Thanksgiving stretch of football games. I'm sure you showed one yesterday on yeah. Ventland or something. I had another guy, impressive. Madison, our, our guy D on me too, and I think he actually might be applying for the position of a uh, of coordinator of underdog in the Purple Daily Cabinet. And I would gladly let him have that cabinet seat. Uh, underdog Fantasy, which is the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports, you can sign up with promo code SCORE S K O R, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Go sign up with Underdog Fantasy, which is the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Boom. Oh, Hunter Henry on the record. I believe I caught the ball. Okay. 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 You guys, guy. Calm down, guy. All right. That's a wrap. Mackie and Judd here. Purple Daily uh, and also Vikings Vent Line for your listening and viewing experience, too. Please click subscribe on the Score North and Purple Daily YouTube channels if you haven't already. So we can keep building this Minnesota sports community. Enjoy your long holiday weekends, everybody. And we'll see you uh, you next time. Mackie and Judd.